welcome to Gone Will Hunting. We are a Hunter Hunter anime rewatch and recap podcast. I'm your host, Devin Wren. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Keith McLean, your other host. My pronouns are they, them. And today we're watching episodes seven and eight of the 2011 Hunter Hunter anime. So, how'd you enjoy these episodes? Pretty good. They were some, some you know, nice, fairly straightforward episodes. Um, but, you know, we get a lot of fun character interaction in them. Yeah, it has uh, one of my favorite scenes, which is my two favorite sons just playing a game of fun ball with Netero. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. Always a good time. Wanna, wanna get into the recap? Yep. So the episode starts, it's all the 42 applicants who were left off from the last chest. Uh, they're on the blimp. And Netero is like formally introducing himself. He's like, hey, I'm Netero, uh, the Hunter Hunter Association chairman. Uh, and we also get the official introduction of Beans. Beans. Love Beans. He's Netero's secretary and he's a little green man who's Beans. His name is Beans and he's everybody's friend. So he basically explains like... We'll be taking you to the site of the next test. Uh, the blimp is... You'll be notified of when we arrive, but till then, the blimp is all yours. Go out, have fun, take, get some rest, you know. Just generally, like, take your time as we slowly head there. And so, Gon and Killua are me, like, oh, sweet, let's uh go explore the blimp. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> to which Karapka and Leari are like, what is with you two? How do you still have energy? They're 12-year-olds. No one knows how their bodies scientifically work. It's inexplicable. Yeah, in that moment, I was deeply relatable to Leorio, unfortunately, where I was just like, can you please just toe cake a rest? Us olds cannot, cannot exist in their world. They said sleep, and I was like, oh, yes, sign me up, please, I beg of you. I wish I was asleep right now. Honestly... I'm so tired all the goddamn time. <laughs> oh, big same. You know how sometimes you're just like, hey, it would be really cool if I slept for eight hours today because I work a night shift and sleep is a strange, elusive beast. But then your body is just like, hey, I'll, I'll give you five. And you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, my fun game is I have to get up early every day. So I'm just like, hey, today's my day off. Could I uh, could I sleep in maybe? And my body's like, no, you get up at exactly this time every day now. And I'm just like, okay. Okay. Just really, really having a wacky time with this circadian rhythm. It's always fun. It's always nice to me. I enjoy it lots. Thank you. Thank you for doing this to me, body. Yep. But the next scene we get is Leorio and Karapika are, like, walking away to go, like, take a nap somewhere. And Tompa walks up and is like, hey, that's probably a bad idea because, you know, they said they would be telling you when we arrived at the site of the next test, but it could be this very airship. You know, you could be asleep and the test could start and you guys could get eliminated. So I would, you know, not take your guard down or anything. And they go, oh, okay, and just ignore him. 
Yeah, yeah. They're just like, you know what? Nep takes priority. In which they're the most relatable characters right now. So very relatable. Um, so then we get a scene where uh, the the examiners uh, from the past two rounds are talking about all the applicants, and they're talking about the ones that have caught their eye, um, you know, just talking about which ones stand out, and they do get to talking about Hisoka and just uh, touch a little bit on how he has big murder energy. Yeah, the... Oh my god, I... Her name is blanking on me. Who's the knife lady? Cool knife lady. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> if only I could remember a name for longer than an hour. Let me check my notes. Well, cool test knife lady. It's uh, it's Menchi. Menchi. There Menchi. we go. Yeah, so she's basically like, oh yeah, no, when I was like fighting the one dude who was getting fresh with us, all I could like sense was just Hisaka off in the background looking like he was ready to kill somebody. Yep, he's he's got that look in his eyes, and that look is is a stabby one. Yeah, she explains that that was the reason she was so very on edge for the whole test. That she failed everyone just because she wanted him to go away. Which, fair and valid. Now Hisoka is just, just building... Just building a little tower of cards while probably thinking about murder or something, and then he knocks knocks it down and, and comes a little. He's setting up cards, and just the tension of setting cards is just enough to uh to take him over the edge. He fails his edging contest, but you know, he'll start again. I wish he wouldn't. I wish he would I leave. really wish he wouldn't. Really really wish she would just kind of just kind of calm down over there maybe see a counselor have them talk to him what his issues are but you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh gosh i do, do not do not envy the therapist who has to un- unpack all of his sexual baggage mm. that poor poor therapist is all i can say yeah so next scene we get Gon and Killua are raiding the kitchen and getting yelled at for it. Yep, they both they both come out of there with with big meat on a bone, just like in anime. Just big, some uncooked looking meat on a bone, you know, just the typical anime style. And so they're walking around eating, and they look out the window to see a beautiful city. And they're both watching, and Gon asks, "Hey, Killua, so." Your parents, uh, what do they do? Are they, like, still alive? Because, you know, one of mine aren't. Yep. And then Kilua says, oh, they're both assassins. They murder people. And Gon says, oh, both of them? And Kilua just finds this hilarious. Oh, what a, what a, what a question, Gon. What a fun qu- Innocent little child. What a fun question to hearing that your current friends, both of his parents, kill people for a living, and you're just like, huh, both of them? Oh. Huh. <laughs> oh, they're both in the same line of work? Oh, that's cool. They get to work together? That's nice. They only disappear for a little bit? Oh, well, that's cool. How many people- And then come back with suspicious blood on their hands? No, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> they never appear with blood on their hands. That's unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, fair. 
but so yeah then you know kilua makes like a little remark about like huh it's it's funny that you'd pick up on that usually like you know usually part of my charm is that like people don't know whether i'm serious or not so you know we 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 do see like a little bit and i think this is like you know this is this is a little more apparent in in the manga that kiloa is a little bit of a pathological liar little bit yeah kiloa uh because of his upbringing and a little bit of because of his parents he has a tendency to constantly lie about what's going on in his life yep but but yeah the 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 assassins thing is true and then he goes on to joke or no he then goes on to like you know complain about how his how you know he doesn't want his parents to decide the course of his life so even though he was you know brought up to be an assassin you know he wants to make his own choices and do his own thing and but you know his family was upset to hear hear about that so he had to stab his mom in the face and run away uh, you see he slashed his mom in the face and stabbed okay, his yeah. brother in stabbed the stabbed his brother in the side and when gon yeah. hears about this excuse me when gon hears about this he's like <laughs> oh and then killa goes when i get my hunter's license i'll hunt them all down one by one and kill them all I bet they'll make me <laughs> And a Gon lot. laughs and laughs. And Gon's like, uh, buddy, are you okay? <laughs> but, you know, some good Killua backstory. We're learning about his family. He seems like he has a good home life. Can't wait to see more. Yeah. And, you know, keeping in, in, in line with, like, Syria, yeah, Killua, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, not consistently being you know, serious or not. Like, I don't, I don't really get the sense that he actually wants to hunt down his family. And like, you know, you know, what we see from him later, that just, doesn't really just being a, turn out to be a thing. Just kind of being a bratty kid right now. Yeah, just kind of wants to be out there making his own choices, mainly. I do love the phrase, I'll hunt them all down, because I just remember his family. And I'm just like, oh, Killua. I don't think, oh, Killua. I don't think you'll get the chance. Oh, they're... They're kind of they're they're a rough bunch, kind of my boy. Nightmares. They're kind of all fucked up super murderers. It's almost like they're a family of trained assassins. Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, funny how that works. It's a funny haha kind of family. Uh, <laughs> yep, you it re really really makes you really makes you laugh. Yeah, so as they're talking, we get a scene of Netero who's just like walking down the hall and notices them and he notices them being nice and happy, so he decides to how about I just give them the hard stare. They both they both he, he stares so hard that they both notice and but Netero is gone and then he approaches them from the other direction. I do love how both their reactions are very good for the characters of Gon just being like, huh, what was yeah. that? And Killua just being like, do I have to kill somebody right now? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Netero was sort of testing them just to see if like they would notice his his aura and also like you know notice that he just like fucking disappeared from and and ran halfway around the ship in a half a second yeah so i want to know presumably what he did here did he either like turn around and sprint all the way around to the other side of the blimp 
Or did he run past them so fast that they didn't notice as they turned around? Either way, Netero... I prefer to think it's the former. Yeah, either way, Netero fucking booked it just to mess with some kids. He went he went Zoom, and, you know, you think he's going to be there, but you turn around and he says, gotcha. He just sprinted around a blimp just to mess with some 12-year-olds. <laughs> yep. Um, but, you know, he's saying he's a little bored, the flight's boring, so uh, how do you want to play, how about playing a game of ball? And they're like, eh, and he's like, if you beat me, you get to be hunters right now. Yep. Uh, so, you know, they they agree to take up the challenge and, you know, so they go to what appears to be some sort of padded, floor matted, uh, athletic or workout room that's just conveniently there on the blimp. And uh, Netero has a ball and he's like, OK, you got to you got to get this away from me. Use whatever attacks, do whatever you feel like. Uh, I won't I won't attack you, though. I really do appreciate Netero switching into some workout gear before they do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like in the entirety of anime where characters normally just wear the same outfit all the time, Netero changing out of his like chairman robes just to put on some like sweatpants and a t-shirt is just so funny to me. Yes, I do appreciate a change of clothes in an anime. It's like, oh, a a a a different outfit that serves a function. Which is incredible. For, for yeah. <laughs> Instead of wearing the same dang clothes for every occasion, wow, who'd have imagined? You are dressing like a maniac constantly? That's ing- incredible, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, he basically says he has a ball and the point of the game is to get it away from him. And so Killua goes first. And he's walking around. He's like, this old man thinks I'm weak. He doesn't think I can get it. So he deploys his favorite technique and my favorite technique to see the rhythm echo. Yep. He just starts walking slowly in a big circle. And every time he takes a step, another just like visual copy of him appears. And Netero's just watching this happen, just being like, well, that's messed up. How does he know that? Yeah, and, you know, Netero, like, in his internal monologue, seems to be familiar with this technique and is like, oh, he mastered it at this young age. That's pretty impressive. Netero's just like, you're like 12, dude. How do you know such a messed up technique? Anyways. You're 12. How do you know how to make so many of you? Gee, Killua, why'd your mom let you have 20 of you? (laughs) So, Killua goes in for the ball, and Netero is easily dodging him every time. He's just kind of messing with them, dodging around, not really taking him seriously. And so Killua's getting madder and madder, and then he goes for the good old sweep the legs, break his ankles. And as he goes to kick Netero, turns out the man's legs are apparently harder than steel. Yep. He kicks him in the leg, and then he says, ow, my foot. That's not ex- not at all what I expected. Yeah, so we get that Netero apparently is just a man you don't want to mess with. So mm-hmm, Gone tags mm-hmm. in, and he goes over and is about to go to Netero. He sprints at him and jumps up, and I was like, well, that's a pretty straightforward move. And he jumps up, and I was like, well, what are you planning on doing with that? And he goes up and smacks his head on the ceiling. Hits his head really hard. 
He forgot that he was indoors for a second. <laughs> Hits his head so hard. And Nedoro's just like, oh, okay. Well, so we take a break from this incredible fight because it's going so well for the boys. Yep. And we head back to Tompa. And it seems a lot of the other applicants are asleep and he's pretending to sleep. And he goes on and checks on Leora and Karapika like, Oh, those guys are probably so nervous right now. They're probably not sleeping a wink. Like, they're going to be so tired for the next portion. And he walks in and they're fast asleep. They're having a relatable adult nap time. I am so proud of them. Get your shit eye. So, you know, then, you know, Gon and Kiloa continue to fool around for a while and try to take the ball. Um... You know, they, you know, get to the point where they're working together, you know, both both going for it at once. Um, they actually manage to get pretty close. Uh, Gon pulls a couple of moves where he kicks his boots off his feet in order to do, like, you know, unexpectedly increase the range of his attack and get the ball away from Netero. Uh, Kiloa actually manages to land a solid kick. And, you know, it's, you know, they, they get the ball away from Netero. It seems, you know, it's, it's, it's bouncing off to the side of the room. It seems like they're going to grab it and then uh netero just gets fucking serious and dashes straight between them and goes faster than anything imaginable and leaves a fucking footprint in the uh in the floor he he kicked off so hard yeah we get a brief shot which i thought was cool of some aura coming off of netero which will be relevant way later Mm -hmm. but much much later A full season. A full season. We will get to see more of that. But I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, they get a very good one-two combo on him. Gon says, here's some feet. And Netero does not like that at all. And so they don't get the ball. Netero beats them. And Killa says, okay, I'm done for the day. I'm going to leave. Yeah, and he is like visibly getting pretty angry at this point. Yeah, there's like a brief um, scene where like he notices the footprint in the ground and notices Netero jump past him and his eyes like get a little beadier, which is a, a bad sign when you know Killua. He 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 does, you know, he does get the slanty slanty anime eyelids to indicate he angy. Very angy, he an angry little boy. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. Like, no matter how much we, like, do this, he's never going to lose. Like, we could play him all night. We can play him for a solid month, and he's never going to, like, let us get that ball. He's like, have you even noticed he hasn't used his, uh, what is it, his right arm and left leg this whole time? Yep. And Nero's like, oh, so you noticed. Uh, yeah, but Gun wants to keep going, even though he knows he's probably not going to get the ball at this point. He does want to, uh... You know, force Netero to use his his right hand. Yeah, he's like, if I can't even get the ball, well, I can at least make him, like, take me a little bit seriously. So, a good character moment between Gon and Killua. You mm-hmm. find out Gon's willing to do anything to, like, make a person, like, w- do anything to win in his own way. And Killua is like, nope, if I can't win outright, I, del- I choose to leave. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is, like, some some good establishing... Uh, of of their characters. Uh, yeah, so then, you know, we see Kiloa walking back to his room by himself. Uh, some dudes bump into him. And then, you know, as as is typical in anime, uh, when a person bumps into you, they will establish that they are 
rude and hostile by yelling at you for not apologizing. And then Kilua just murders the dudes, just straight up cuts them in half. Yeah, they're like, hey, don't you know to apologize to your seniors and everything, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, as they're about to, like, touch him, you just see a brief scene from the window where their heads explode. Yep. And we get Kilua with a really messed up looking hand. Mm -hmm. Like a very Mm -hmm. scary looking hand. And he's just like, wow, good thing I left. If another moment, I would have ended up trying to kill that old man. Yep. So he's normal. He's got a he's got some normal thoughts in his head. Maybe feeling a little murdery. I don't know. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. He's doing great. That's that's the last thing I have in my notes. Does anything oh. else happen in this episode? Uh, yeah, we get Gone playing more ball games. Oh yeah, yeah, Netero. yeah. So his strategy is to straight up run at Netero. And then at the last minute, jump, and then headbutt Netero right in the abs to see if Netero mm-hmm, lo- mm-hmm. lets go of the ball. And so the first one doesn't work because apparently his abs are just as hard as his legs, and they're like steel. And so he fails the first time, and then he tries it again. And Netero says, if this boy hits his head on my abs one more time, his skull is going to break in half. Oh, it's yeah. just like normal to say and to think. <laughs> yeah. You, you ever think about how your abs are so hard that a child will murder themselves uh, if, if they run into you? <laughs> yeah, so Gon is about to do it again, and he's just like, well, if this kid hits me on the abs, he's going to die. And I can't like dodge away from it in time. So he takes his right arm and just kind of like, pushes Gon away and Gon slams yep. his head first into the wall. And Netero just <laughs> uh, Net- Netero has a moment where he's like, oh is she dead? Yeah, and Gon just kinda but Gon is fine. Yeah, he, he's fine. He gets up. Head to trauma doesn't affect anime protagonists. Oh no, he was raised in the forest. He knows all about head trauma. He doesn't care. <laughs> uh he gets up and he does a little smile and he's like, I got you to use your right arm. And then I was like, I mean, I guess. And Gon's like, I win! <laughs> and falls asleep instantly. Just instant nap. And this just oh, is so endearing. It's very good. This is just so endearing to Netero that he gets on, like, a phone that's just in that room. And it's just like, hey, uh, can we actually take a little more time getting to the next destination? You know, just to get everyone a few more hours of sleep. And it's nice. Netero likes the boy, we like the boy, everyone likes the boy. It turns out if you try to slam your head into a wall enough, then eventually that's endearing. Anime. It's the anime logic, you just can't beat it. Uh, yeah, so so that's about it for episode 7. Um, episode 8, we're, we're finally reaching the next destination. Yeah. They land they land on a big tower atop a big mountain peak, which is also cylindrical like the tower. You know what I love about Hunter Hunter? How apparently desolate this world is where they can just build this massive messed up tower in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. A lot lot of lot of untamed wild that you can just build a big D D dungeon in. 
Yeah, this is just like on the top of a very cylindrical mountain, just a very cylindrical tower. Like, yeah. Who did you hire to make this? <laughs> Imagine being a being a being a contractor for the hunter organization. Just be like, oh, a perfectly cylindrical tower on top of this perfectly cylindrical mountain, and it's got a shit ton of hidden doors and traps and platforms over bottomless pits. Yeah, this is normal. Just, yeah, just build that for me. It's normal. Just do it. Yeah, so this is a Trick Tower, a fun little place. They're standing on top of it, and Beans is just like, okay, so your next test is to get from the top of this tower to the bottom, and that's yep. it. Bye, everybody, and they all he gets back on the blimp and flies away. You have 72 hours. Beans out. You have three days. That's not ominous at all to get to the bottom of this very tall tower. So there is a man who boasts of his rock climbing ability. So he, you know, there are no obvious entrances into this tower. So he just climbs down the side and then a bunch of weird fucking birds come at him that look like big giant babies with horrible mouths and wings and they murder him. They're the worst. They come out of nowhere. They eat him alive, and no one seems to care. <laughs> oh, yep. Leorio's just like, oh, looks like we can't climb down. Yeah, this only serves for them to be like, huh, well, guess we aren't scaling down. Like, what are these things? Guess the DM thought of that option ahead of time. I just love how this just serves to just be like a, hey, don't climb down. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other reason for this. It's like just being like, hey, they're horrible, weird baby creatures just like flying around the sides of it. That does feel like a big D&D move where the player is just like, oh, you know, this cleverly constructed, uh, you know, dungeon challenge that you've uh, that you've put together over many hours. I'm just going to circumvent the whole thing. And then the DM is just like, uh, no, there's weird birds that'll eat you if you do that. If you do, I will send these horrible baby monsters after you. You are not allowed to climb down. It's weird birds. Don't worry about it. Don't look it up. Don't look at them. Don't even try to question it. If you climb down, they will eat and kill you. Thanks. <laughs> no saving throw yeah so we go back it looks like some time has passed there are visibly less people on the top of the building and Leorio and Kropika are like what's going on and so Gon calls them over and is like hey so there are secret doors all over this building and he's like so yeah it turns out when you step on one the right way it'll have you fall into the hole but it can only be used once, and some of them only open when, like, another one is activated at the same time. You know, they, they find a group of five trapdoors. They all decide to go down. They make, you know, they make a big deal about how, oh, these, these are probably going to lead to different paths, and we'll all meet each other at the bottom. Good luck. And, you know, then they all fall down the trapdoors at the same time and, and land in the same room. They all land right in the same room, and they're like, well, what the? And so they're all sitting in this room. And they walk up to basically a sign that just says, hey, um, yeah, five people need to be in this group. So, you know, 
you guys aren't leaving here until a fifth person arrives. And you have, you know, like 70 hours left. But, you know, some people could just never come in and you guys can just fail that way. So they just hang around for a while, just kind of sit and chill for a couple of hours. And then, uh, and then, and then Tonepa falls down the fifth trapdoor. Our favorite guy, Tonepa. Tonepa, who's who hasn't been problematic at all this series. The favorite trustworthy man of Tonepa. Tonepa, who who is generously uh, enabling Kilo's Kilo's snack habit. Who's just giving him some nice juice that isn't at all poisoned? Why do you keep asking? Um, it's our it's our favorite guy, Tonepa. He's here. Everyone has to put on these uh, little wristwatch thingies that have an, an, an X button and an O button, because this is the path of majority rule, and they get a little text explainer about how, like, all choices along this dungeon path will be made by, by voting. Um, so, you know, those little X and O buttons are, are for voting. They all have to vote X or O to open the door before them. Uh, you know, everyone chooses, uh, chooses open it, except for Tonepa, who's being a little shit. Yep, so, turns out Tonepa's just gonna choose whatever answer he thinks will make them lose the most time. Because, you know, he's a nice dude, and he's great, and he just wants them to be safe. This tower's dangerous. So... They go on and they get to another door that choose which direction you want to go, left or right, and three choose right and two choose left, and, you know, Lario's not having any of this. Lario only likes left-hand turns. He's like, if you are ever at a crossroads, you're supposed to go left. That's just how it is. And they're like, yeah, which means the test taker knows the test maker knows this, and he wants us to go left. It's a bad choice. So, uh, you know, so they go down that path, uh, and and they reach a room with a big platform over a bottomless pit in the center of it. And there are some scary friends on the other side with handcuffs and cloaks and hoods over their faces. You know, so we learn that this is this is going to be... Uh, a, a best three out, a uh, best, uh, best out of five match, and you know, you know, one and and you know, the scary cloaked people are are all prisoners who are you know participating in the exam as part of their sentence, and um, yeah, and they they have to win three matches in order to proceed past this room. Yeah, so the first dude steps up, and he's like, hey, like, who wants to fight? Like, I wouldn't choose anyone. And Tompa says, well, I guess it's my time to shine. Tompa time here. Tompa time. There's no possible way this could go wrong. It's Tompa, and he's gonna win, win the tournament. So the dude says... We're all gonna celebrate. The dude says... This will be a straight-up brawl, fight to the death, like, whoever survives gets the time. That's all that this is about, just a straight fight. And Tompa says, right up my alley, I love this kind of shit. This, is, this rocks, this is my favorite. Tonepa's ready to fucking go, he's ready to kill a man with his bare hands. He gets in that arena, 
and he starts taking a power stance, and his aura goes off the charts. Everyone is freaked out. They're all like, oh, man, where'd this come from? And the dude's like, oh, man, I better kill this guy right now before he kills me. It's about to just turn into Dragon Ball Z up in here. They're going to start flying around and shooting lasers. It's going to be amazing. The earth will blow up a hundred times. And as they go for the first blow, Tompa gives up. Surrenders. Gives up, surrenders instantly. He says, not for me. I don't want to do it. No thanks. Bye. Which is honestly pretty relatable. Yeah, you know, this dude who's fighting him looks pretty scary. He has just a bald head and there are scars all over it and he looks ripped. And, you know, I would also be like, none for me, thanks. Yep. But that loses them the first match. And Leorio's pretty mad. Lario is fucking pissed. He grabs the dude, starts sh- grabs Tompa, starts shaking on his leg. You're trying to lose on purpose. And Tompa's like, yeah, no shit, buddy. <laughs> I... I- I love banking, making bad choices and making people lose. It's kind of my whole jam. He's like, it literally is so fun for me to make fucking people lose this test. It's I show up here every single year just to make people lose. I have nothing better to do. I love crushing people's hopes and dreams. It's delicious. It's my favorite. It's my favorite game. I, I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me do this. It's my favorite food. Yum, yum. It fills my belly. Yeah, so he does that, and Lario's pretty angry, and then Killua's like, I mean, it's a good thing that he gave up, though. And they're like, why? And he's like, well, that dude over here, there he was fighting, uh, looks ex-military, you know, probably a mercenary, so he knows all about how to kill and torture people, just like me. Um, (laughs) So he probably would have started off the fight by breaking Tompa's larynx so he couldn't, like, give up or call for help or anything. And Topa's like, oh. He's like, and then he would have taken the next 72 hours to slowly torture you and by keeping you alive the whole time. And Topa's like, oh. So, Uh, yep. It's a good thing Topa gave up, actually, because this dude would have fucking destroyed him. Oh, Kilua. Saying that so casually. Kilua knows some stuff. I wonder where he learned it. Probably from his assassin family. Nice people, they sound like. Kilua, it's bad that you know all this. No, it's life skills. <laughs> he knows you're a about- little boy. You're a little boy and you can spot a murderous torturer on sight. Yeah, life skills. They came in handy. Uh, yeah, so that about does it for the episode. You know, just before things end, we're, we're introduced to the uh, next combatant, who is a little skinny guy who the text on screen mentions is a serial bomber. Yeah, this little... one's like, I'll go. My turn to fight a terrifying serial killer. I'm ready for it. I'm just a little boy. He's like, I'm just a will boy. I'm just, you're, everyone's like, if this was a fucking isekai anime, I would be the main character. I'm just your average 12 year old. No one likes me. No one wants to be friends with me. You want to play a fun game, Gon? Everyone wants to be friends with Gon. Everyone wants to be friends with Gon. Gon wants to be friends with everybody. But yep, that is episode. That's the episode. That is episode. I wonder. Yeah, so th- 
I wonder what these were some pretty fun ones. We we got some some good Kilua bits, some good Gon bits. I really did enjoy all the fun Kilua moments of him about to lose it. We are seeing more and more of him being just terrifying. Just just a scary little lad. Just a scary child. Just, you know, normal, average child. But yeah. Just 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 a child with terrifying knowledge of of how to do the worst things to people. Yeah. And we get to see more of Gone just being incredibly reckless and like doing anything just to win. Just because he wants to. Oh, Gone. I'm sure this is never going to backfire on you. I'm sure things are going to be great forever and you'll always be happy and innocent. But so in the end, we get. Oh, wait, sorry. Speaking of Gones, you want to go see how the others are doing? Yeah, let's let's do too many Gones. There's so many of them. And speaking of Gones, hey, the 1999 anime kind of went off, huh? kind of did kind of went to some places yeah what was i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest i i did watch the airship episodes like a week ago so i'm a little hazy but i remember the main points yeah so there's just like a on the airship there's an entire plot point of there's just another girl there who's whose father was killed by killua's parents and she's there for revenge on Killua, and Killua could not care less. First line of my notes is, oh look, a new exclusive character. I don't remember her name. I do not either. I did not write it down. I just wrote that she looks like the most generic anime character I've ever seen in my life. Her face is already fading from my mind. Yeah, so so we do get this new character. We learn that she failed the last round of the exam, but snuck aboard the airship anyway, just because she needed to murder this 12-year-old, like, real bad. Like, a real, real bad. She really wants to get revenge for her father. And so they're, like, in the dining hall, and, like, she's just like, Killua, I'm here to kill you. And they're all just like, can you please leave us alone? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just like what this it's just the only difference of that episode is that there's this random girl here to kill yeah. Killua and he could not care less at all the whole time. Yeah. And you know, it's like she doesn't even know that it was necessarily Killua who did the murder. She just heard that it, that it was a Zoldic. And so she's just here to take revenge, and Killua's just like, do you understand how many people I've killed in my day? You're gonna have to try harder to get me to remember you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, so she utterly fails to assassinate Killua. Um, You know, then the examiners are like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. And then, like, they're like, oh, you might even be banned from taking the hunter exam in the future. You're breaking the rules that bad. Apparently killing an examiner uh, like Hisoka did doesn't, uh, doesn't prevent you, but this is just too far. Um, you know, so then, then it somehow ties the keep away game into like fighting for her sake somehow so that she gets to retake the hunter exam again even though she, the reason she 
even though the reason she's taking it in the first place is to murder Kilua, and it just found like it just felt like a very weird, convoluted way of tying the um of of tying this new character into the existing manga plot. Yeah, they're just like, oh well, we'll like make sure she can take the exam next year, and it's just like I don't think she cares about that. I think she wants to kill yeah. Kilua. That's all she's doing here. Yeah, I maybe she wants the hunter license to go kill his family just like he does. Yeah, I I I do like the aspect of like, you know, sort of like showing the consequences of Kiloa like being a murderer. It's like, oh, you know, sometimes those people have families and sometimes they want revenge. Yeah. Maybe murder isn't okay. I do love how they show that, but immediately it's all just kind of like Killua does not care at all and none of it matters. Yeah, and then it does kind of like, just kind of like throw away some of that gray morality just right in the trash can. Because we find out at the end that like, actually this woman's father was a fucking capitalist and, you know, exploited laborers and sold drugs. So it was good that he got fucking murdered and Kilawa didn't do it anyway. And Kilawa is like, wasn't even me, but your father was trash and everyone hated him. So, you know, down with capitalism. But we do get a cool scene of Kilua talking to himself in the mirror and, and you know, literally having a conversation with his, his own assassin instincts. Once again, this episode kind of went off for no reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we also... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little silly. Instead of being, like, a padded safe room to play the ball game, they're doing it on the balcony of the blimp. Yeah, like t- Gon almost falls a hundred miles to his death. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, instead of slamming his head into a wall, he tries to slam his head in an Adderall and misses and falls off the blimp. And uses that opportunity of them all thinking he just fell to his death to just take out his fishing line, grab the edge, flip up, and then in their shock, knock the ball away from Netero. And Netero's like, huh. And then just grabs it anyway. Yeah. It's kind of... Yeah, trick. Trick Tower, though, was, like, fairly straightforward and kept pretty close to both the, um, the other anime and the manga. Uh, I noticed, like, a few times when Kiloba looked like he wanted to murder Tonpa, so he's just, like, getting a little murdery again. Um, also, uh, when everyone jumps down the trap doors, there is, like, a dramatic rotating camera shot, so I, it just, in my notes, it says, uh, Excellent use of budget, my dudes. Yeah, they're really working with the budget they have, and I'm very proud of them because these episodes did look very good. Yeah, then the manga was was pretty close to not a lot of changes. Um, it, when when the examiners are talking in the beginning, uh, you know, Menchi actually does mention like a few of them having promising auras, so that does sort of foreshadow you know, what's to come. And then when Hisuka knocks down the uh, House of Cards, instead of instead of coming a little, he just starts sort of quietly laughing to himself, and other people are just, like, you know, glancing at him, just, like, over in his own corner, laughing over this collapsed House of Cards. And it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I do very much, like, enjoy the fact that he isn't as horny in the 1990 anime. He's just, like, a weirdo that everyone's nervous about. 
he's just kind of having a good time by himself over there and no one's coming yeah he isn't like a weird pervert or sorry a weird sex pervert he is very much just a regular pervert (laughs) yeah and uh yeah also in the manga kilo it just seems a little more deceptive and amoral generally um you know, when he when we see him murder those two dudes, he really fucking murders them. Like, we see a dude's head fully sliced in half. Yeah, the 1999 anime doesn't really care about censorship, I see. Yeah. It's just kind of like, or, yes, please, please show me Killua fucking murdering somebody. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, actually... N- that's the manga. The anime actually actually like does censor it more. I think okay. even like, you know, when we when we get, you know, when we get, you know, the dude who bumped into him in the hall, like later I think I'm pretty sure we see that same dude like wrapped up in bandages. So he's not actually dead. He's just all oh, the cowards. Yeah, he's he's just a little stabbed. He's just a little ouchy. Killua doesn't kill people. It's not in his name. Not not in his name at all. In in the ninety nine anime, he's named. They're just sleeping, Yua. Yeah, they're fine. They're knocked out, Yua. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that about covers all the the changes that I have. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, no. The only changes were just the fact that there's an entirely new character who does nothing. Entirely new character, entirely new side plot. We're never going to see her again. Fuck her capitalist dad. Her capitalist dad is dead, so it's good, actually. Rest in piss, idiot. Rest in motherfucking piss. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Good. Good recap. Uh, (laughs) Good episode. (laughs) Ready to go to uh, Greed Island? Let's go to Greed Island. Ready to hoist the sail and and just hit the open seas, the the PS1 graphics at our backs. Let's head to a video game island. Hopefully nothing bad happens there. It'll be fine. No one's gonna die in the game and then therefore die for real. It's all good. What have you been up to lately? Uh, yeah, so, I mean... Just just getting very deep into Sonic the Hedgehog still. That continues to be something I'm hyper-fixating on. It's That's... good. How is Shadow the Hedgehog going? <laughs> well, it's, it's not exactly going, because it turns out my computer is not strong enough to emulate it. Um... Incredible. <laughs> I did play through the first I did thre- play through the first level and it was very slow and janky and I was not able to run my streaming software at the same time. Uh but you know, I did I did learn a little bit about that first level, mainly that within the first few seconds of gameplay, Shadow can pick up a gun and start shooting cops. <laughs> you know? It's incredible. Shadow is an ally. The mid-2000s knew what the fuck was up. Shadow said, fuck cops, and if you like them, fuck you too. Shadow did say fuck cops. Oh my goodness. Um. So yeah, that's what I've been up to, Shadow the Hedgehog. But to recommend something that's not a game from 2005... 
Uh, uh, my friend does a podcast called Lost in Translation Mon, and they are the only Digimon podcast, I believe, to have actually reviewed every episode of the Digimon anime. They've been at it for years, and, you know, it's, and right now they're reviewing the, uh, the 2020 anime, and for this new season, this, this new coverage of the remake, um... Uh, just, uh, they went, they went with all trans hosts, so that's pretty fucking cool. That is so good. What is it? It's yeah. Lost in Translation Mon? Yeah, and also for, like, the seasons that do have English dubs, they also talk about the differences between those two versions. And there's a lot of them, because dub writers in the late 90s, early 2000s just went kind of wild with it fantastic i'm so happy for that (laughs) now i have another podcast to listen to thank you Uh, yep also their discord is pretty lit very good i don't think i can join another discord because my brain melts every time i remember that i'm even in like three fair enough i like listen (laughs) Listen, joining a new Discord in this economy with my social anxiety? I like, my brain is just like, there's stuff going on in the Discord, you have to reply to it. I'm just like, I don't need to, though. (laughs) It's like, you have to. And I'm just like, oh my god, I can't reply to any of this, I'm just gonna leave. Oh no, there's text happening. Oh no, people are talking and generally interacting. Can't be me. (laughs) I do feel sort of, you know, low pressure in the uh, in the pot of greed discord that we're both in because like a lot of those conversations are about Yu-Gi-Oh! And I just cannot participate in those because I know nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh! Despite listening to a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My Yu-Gi-Oh! knowledge fully goes that I slightly remember the original anime. I remember a lot of GX because that was apparently the one I was watching when I was able to watch TV. And mm-hmm. I remember like 1% of 5Ds and that's it. All my all my Yu-Gi-Oh knowledge is coming from the Duel Links app. I feel like I watched a couple of seasons on Kids WB and remembered very little of it. Yu-Gi-Oh was a very very big thing for me when I was little, but I was one of those people who uh-huh. only collected the cards because I thought they looked neat. That's extremely valid. I mean, Buying card games for the art instead of the game is is honestly really the only way I could I could really engage with trading cards these days. I would probably be buying them for the art if they didn't cost money. Yeah, I like literally mostly have the Duel Links app just because I'm like, hey, I get to look at the nice card art again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what what's what's your recommendation for this week? Um. So I kind of have two, two. I have still been listening to the Shrieking Shack podcast, the Harry Potter re- reread one. Going back through this and listening to like their episodes, you'd never realize just how much of like a centrist anthem Harry Potter truly <laughs> was until you're going back through everything and you're just like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I started listening to that. I'm on their, uh, you know, I'm 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 still on the first book currently, and you know, it's like, hey, this is a really fun book. It's gonna get bad <laughs> later, though. It's <laughs> it's gonna get really fucking bad when we actually explore the implications of the thing that's happening. It's so funny because 
I will give you a fair warning. Book two is bad. Oh boy. It's, like, it's I'm just like the most looking like, forward to it. The worst my favorite thing is like they're like the worst thing you can say to a centrist is that they're racist and not actually like the fact that racist things are happening. And that's all book two is. It literally is just like someone calling Harry racist and Harry just being more concerned about <laughs> that than like the actual attempted murders going on in the school. It's just Wowie wow. It's just bad. I fucking love this podcast. But oh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that now. Oh, you're you're selling me on it's, it. It's a very good. I just they very much do analyze the books in a way that's nice, but they also very much are like roasting it the entire time, and it makes me happy. Nice. Yeah, my other thing is uh, I've picked up and started replaying one of my favorite games, Hollow Knight. Um, Ooh. It's basically just like a Metroidvania side scroller, just kind of like what if Dark Souls but bugs. So I just find that's our style like super cute. Like the gameplay is super fun for me. Um, I'm incredibly. It is a it's a gorgeous looking game. It looks I got I got some hours into it, but I'm stuck and I don't know where to go now. Yeah, it's one of those games that does not tell you where to go or what to do at all. You have to just basically like figure out with like new items you get or like facing bosses where to go next which is kind of like oh cool i get to i get to retread the same areas three more yeah, times yeah that's where a lot of people are like i can't play this game it's too looking slow looking for looking for us looking for a small detail that i might have overlooked i just like i've played it enough so far that i get back into this back in this game and i'm just like okay i go here 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 and here and then i lose 90 times to one boss cuz i'm bad at this game Nice. Ooh, yeah, I did get to the uh, the Hornet boss, and she's fucking ridiculously hard. I will say, I will say this, I'm so sorry, the bosses only get a lot harder. Oh boy, oh, I like to hear that. I like a few, oh god, it was a few months ago, but I finally like, after playing the game for like a solid year, I finally beat uh, one boss called Nightmare King Grimm. And he just uh-huh. like, oh, wow, it took me literally hours of just continuous gameplay because I suck at this game and he is just crazy. Like, uh huh. if you get the chance, I would just like look up like a video of his boss fight because it is off the charts. But the music in this game is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, that's just what I've been playing. I've been trying to do uh, in Endgame. There's like this whole subsection where you called the hall of gods where you can just like refight every boss and like a basically just like a boss rush so i've been like trying to grind through that just to get the achievement for beating it it's crazy it's very hard and difficult and i'm very bad at it but i'm working my way through it nice i believe in you i will get there i will beat this game fully 112 percent Meanwhile, I'm about three levels away from 100%ing Sonic Forces. Good. Yep, I I did make sure to complete all the missions and unlock all the clothing items. I'm I'm a fucking style master now. I can create any avatar I want. Oh, that's so good. The the canvas is so wide and open to me for me to paint my OCs on. Sonic Forces was literally just like, here, have your fursona. I love it. Sonic Forces just was like, you know what? 
Sonic is for the furries, actually. Here you go. <laughs> oh, thank you for this gift, Sega. Thank you for making a thank you for making a game for me, the furries. Sega knows. Sega provides. <laughs> oh, all right. So, yeah. Uh, what have we got to plug this week? Um. So we have a Twitter and a Tumblr. The Twitter is at Gone Will Hunting. That's the name of the podcast. It's G-O-N-W-I-L-H-U-N-T-I-N-G. And the Tumblr is also at that same name. Just look us up. Um, my Twitter is still at Grooving Gasly. And my Tumblr is still Jazz Dumpster. Also, speaking of Sonic... Eh? Eh? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I am also on a new podcast. Uh, I just recently joined the Sonic Shuffle as one of the new hosts. It is very fun. I am learning so much about the Sonic universe. And it's a great time. Give it a listen. Yeah, you were really good in the in your first episode. I loved it. Thank you. And I'm I'm really excited to revisit the Sonic OVA because I think I watched that like once as a kid and I remember it being pretty sick. It's pretty off the walls. I watched a few episodes because I was like, I might as well see what I'm giving to myself into. It's it's pretty off the walls. Nice. And are you still blissfully free of the social media? Yes, I am. I am sailing free in the sky, uh, well away from all of the horrible, horrible Twitter birds that will get stuck in your metaphorical jet engines. The jet engine is your mental health. Um, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, and, but, yeah, I don't know. Where can you find me? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be recording a spin-off not a proper se- uh, a proper continuation of um sexy mewtwo review where i'm going to be drawing uh, a juicy vamdemon from the oh. digimon franchise and embarrassing my friend who likes vamdemon but not in a, a sexual way always good just to embarrass all your friends with everything yeah, it's going to be a pretty good time, I think. So, you know, look for that. It might be out by the time this episode is. It's going to be called Juicy Vamgams Review. Incredible. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for me. Yeah, that's and it for me. That's, yeah. How do we say goodbye on this podcast? We've said it so many times, and my brain blinks on it. Every single time. I am so sorry. All right. Once again, it is it is left to me f- to have the one brain cell. So I will re- Thank you. So, <laughs> so it is, it's a heavy burden to bear. That one brain cell it weighs extremely heavily. It's giving me neck pain. But I will use it to take us away and say to you, the audience, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.